Please turn, if you will, to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. The psalmist of Psalm 78 recounts key events in Israel's history from the time of the ten plagues on Egypt up until the reign of David. He extracts important lessons from this history and applies them to fathers in the nation of Israel. Fathers in this room can easily benefit from these lessons communicated to fathers in Israel. I have reviewed our church list and counted 35 fathers, 13 grandfathers, and one great-grandfather. One man has been a father for nearly 60 years. Another is about to have his first child. Of those 35 fathers, 26 of us have children at home. So for the 35 fathers in this room, and especially the 26, this psalm is aimed directly at us. The younger men who have been consistently getting up here and presenting psalms, I'm talking about Sayer, Jonah, Joshua, Michael, David, Adam Eastland, Austin Handel, others, this psalm is to you as well for planning purposes. You can actively plan to be a great father. And mothers and young ladies, men will not be as successful in this endeavor as they could be without enthusiastic and consistent support, reinforcement, and backup from you. So while this is directly written to 35 of us, everyone else in here can either take indirect lessons or plan for their future. For sake of time, because this is a long psalm, I will not read the entire thing, but verses 1 through 12. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the, child, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. Amen. The psalmist goes on from this point to recount significant events of Israel's disobedience and of God's faithfulness. The point and purpose of the psalm is given in the opening verses, that is, If fathers will train their children in the fear of the Lord, the dysfunction contained in the rest of the psalm can be avoided. The psalmist clearly is not only concerned with teaching his own children, 
there are at least four generations considered here. Our fathers, us, the generation to come, and their children. What are we supposed to teach? In verse 4, the praises of the Lord, his strength, and his wonderful works. Why are we supposed to teach these things? The psalm, psalmist lists four goals in verses 7 and 8, two positive and two negative. Number one, that they might set their hope in God. Right. Number two, not forget the works of God. Right. Three, keep his commandments. And four, not to be like their fathers. Let's look at these lofty goals in more detail. The first purpose listed for fathers teaching their children is so that they will set their hope in God. Hope is a valuable commodity, and no Christian child should be without it. How can we teach it? By showing examples in the Bible and in our own lives where God has delivered us from trouble of various kinds. As we heard from Nathan this past Wednesday night, a key purpose of the Scriptures is to give us hope. Romans 15:4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Just to pick out one small example, is it possible to read about Elisha in the city of Dothan and not have your hope increased at least some? Elisha prayed one time, and his servant boy could suddenly see supernatural things. He prayed again, and the entire Syrian army couldn't see physical things. The Lord hears the prayers of his people and saves them. But the generation that came out of Egypt did not have this kind of hope and confidence. Verses 21 and 22 of the same psalm illustrate this point. They're saying, Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord, Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and his anger also came up against Israel, because they believed not in God, nor trusted in his salvation. This generation did not believe, trust, or hope in God. The psalmist identifies a corrective action. Fathers, teach your children to set their hope in God. The second goal of fathers teaching children is that they would not forget the works of God. We need to be reminded of things in God's word, and so do our children. If the Israelites could forget enormous miracles months after personally witnessing them, fathers should certainly remind children of things they have previously been taught. Second right. Peter 3, 1 through 2, The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So the second goal of teaching is to combat forgetfulness. The third goal is related to the first two, and that is that our children would keep God's commandments. Amen. Verse 10 of this psalm says, They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. Breaking God's commandments leads to judgment. If we want our children to have blessed lives, we will teach them God's commandments so they will know how to live. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. The fourth goal listed by the psalmist for teaching our children 
is so that they will not repeat mistakes made by past generations. Verses 8 through 9, And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. The children of Ephraim, turning back in the day of battle, is referring to their refusal to take the land of Canaan. They were preached a motivational sermon similar to what we heard from Nathan Wednesday night, but it was preached to them by Caleb. When God says go, he means go, right? They had a promise of success. They had a command to do it. They had been eyewitnesses of many miracles, and they had believing leaders willing and able to lead the charge. But the children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. The psalmist did not want anything like that to ever be repeated in his nation. He recognized that the refusal to take the land was preceded by hearts that were not right and spirits that were not steadfast with God. This is repeated in verse 37. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Bryant reminded us last Sunday of the words of Jehu to Jehonadab, Is thine heart right, as my heart is with thy heart? The fact that these heart and spirit issues are twice identified in a psalm addressing duties of fathers strongly implies that a correct heart and spirit, correct heart and spirit attitudes can and should be taught. Not repeating mistakes of the past has been a theme of a couple of youth events in which more experienced people wrote letters to the youth to communicate lessons learned over a lifetime. Such a practice is very commendable and falls right in line with the goal of this psalmist. Fathers, we have a great responsibility and opportunity before us in 2017. Let us diligently train, teach, communicate with our children so that they might set their hope in God, not forget His works, keep His commandments, and not follow any bad examples.